Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. Actor Fabrizio Guido is on the podcast today. You know him as Mikey from the Netflix streaming series, Mr. Iglesias. Yes, he is on the show today. Thanks for joining in and listening and being a part of this fun and fantastic podcast. We love you guys. I hope you all are having a fantastic weekend. Hopefully it's not too hot or not too cold where you are. Enough chitter chatter. Let's bring Fabrizio on the line. Fabrizio, welcome into the show, my friend. It's great to have you here today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we all know you from the amazing Netflix special, Mr. Iglesias, as Mikey Gutierrez, which you are hilarious on that show, by the way. I love your character and your interaction with everybody. And I want to talk about that, but I have a question for you. A lot of times when you guys are doing scenes and Gabriel Iglesias, who is the lead, is doing his character voices, I imagine you guys are really cracking up for real, right? That that has to be funny to you guys. There, There is definitely, those moments definitely come along. I mean, it's like we rehearse all week, though. So it's like by the time our live show and the taping is is getting done, we're very used to it. That being said, Gabe does do improv a lot of the times on the live show. I think that's when most of his improv comes because he just works so well with the crowd. But it's it's like it's super cool to watch. I mean, just being able to see Gabe and just it's almost like his natural habitat. You know, it's like he just works with the crowd and his improv and 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 his you know, impressions and, and all these things are just so, so cool. And he's so animated and, and it really, it really is a blast. And yeah, you're, you're definitely right. We do, we genuinely do laugh and it, and it is a good time. And, and, you know, I ne- I could never get tired of, of seeing Gabe do his thing. Yeah. I have seen him perform live a couple times and he is just the funniest. He's so good. He yeah. really is like, and when I remember when season one came out, I think it was last year sometime, I was very excited to see him kind of go the direction of a multi-camera sitcom type of show. And the fact that it was on Netflix was great because I knew that it would be family friendly so my kids could watch it. But also, you know, I could watch all of the episodes at once. I think like six or seven that you guys do. And so season one has been on for a while and season two dropped in June. If I stand, if that's correct, right around June is when you guys picked back up again. Um, how has the response been with the second season do people want more what's been going on as far as that goes yes uh as far as i've seen people have loved the second season and they've been just so kind to us in season one and the support has been so great for our show and you know it's people people love the show i think so many people watched it the night that it dropped in june and and uh right away they you know they were asked more and there's you know it ends with a really good cliffhanger that's going to shoot us into you know part three of season of season two or part two of season two and uh 
you know, people are waiting for it, but uh, the response has been so great. And, and, you know, just seeing how people love and, and just kind of care for the show and support us is great. You know, I get all these messages of, of, about people, you know, finding the show very relatable. And again, it does fit into that family, like family, you can watch it as a family show, which I think is really important. Um, and I think Gabe going the route of doing sitcom with it, I think was one of the best things he could do because he works so well with the crowd and, and uh, it's really fun. I mean, just being able to watch it and the live shows are, you know, a lot of fun as well for anyone that, you know, actually visited during one of our live tapings. Uh, it's a great time. Right. And I think too, it's important to note that when you are doing a live show like that and it's a multi-camera production, there's a lot of work that goes into that, right? Because what we see on TV is what, 30, 40 minutes an hour kind of cut down. But when it comes to filming scenes and all of that, it can take a while. Now, I know you have a background doing films and things like that. So when you first were offered this role, Mikey, and you learned that it was a sitcom and that it was in front of a live studio audience. I've done a lot of research on you, so I have some questions. <laughs> but were you, mm-hmm. what, what were your thoughts about that? Like, were you excited about that? Were you nervous? Like, what was your mindset going into this saying, okay, this is going to be a little bit different than what I may have oh, done in the past? It's, it's so exciting. And you're right. It, it was very different to anything I'd ever done in the past because I had never done uh, multicam you know, comedy. I had I had never done that, so it was like this whole new thing that I had to get used to. I hadn't been in front of a live studio audience, so you know, during not only trying to you know get familiar with my character and learn lines and stuff, but I also had to try and develop a style you know that I was going to be able to bring be able to bring to the screen because because I wasn't. I wasn't used to multicam and it was very new to me. Yeah, I can imagine. So, and then actually though, I think what would be fun is actually getting response from the audience, right? When you make a joke, your character is hilarious. And I always ask actors this. I know sometimes folks kind of draw on personal experiences or maybe their character is just a few degrees south, (laughs) so to speak, of their real personality. Do you find yourself relating to Mikey in any sort of way? Like parts of you're obviously a little bit older than the character is portrayed on television. Do you do you find yourself going, oh, this is something that I would probably do, or are you just the complete opposite of 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 Mikey? I think Mikey and I are very different. That being said, though, I was very fortunate to have you know I'm you know I grew up in Los Angeles, uh, you know. The show is very focused on Southern California culture and, and, you know, games comedy, which I grew up on. And I also grew up in Southern California. You know, I'm, although I'm a lot different from Mikey, I was brought up around a lot of Mikey. You know, a lot of my friends (laughs) are very similar to Mikey. So it was very easy for me to, to bring that in and, and bring that cultural aspect of it in and that comedy. And, and that's something I, I'm very proud of being able to, you know, being able to do that and and i love the fact that it's closely tied to home not necessarily me you know personality wise but culturally it, it is something that that i'm very close to yeah that's funny well you seem a lot different than <laughs> than your television character and, <laughs> I, I hope so <laughs> yeah 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 well you know this season was fun because you sort of developed a, a love interest I guess would be the best way to describe it and that was a little bit different from your character what was that experience like for you kind of going into those depths of of kind of coming out and saying this is the character this is the other character that I'm interested in you guys are doing if you I mean if you haven't seen the show by now 
I apologize. And you're listening to this. This will probably be a spoiler, but I, I'm pretty sure everybody has watched this at this point because we've had nothing else to do but watch television. You're doing the play and you have your, your romance there. What was that like for you as far as kind of having to develop those sorts of emotions and reactions as an actor? How, how did you approach that? And, and what was that experience like for you? You know, I think my favorite thing about, about being Mikey is how present he is in the moment, you know, and I think that that even comes into the comedy. I think a lot of people enjoy, you know, how he's maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed, but th I think that's closely tied with the fact that he doesn't think about the future or dwell in the past. He's just very much in that moment and, and he can't see past that, you know, and I think that's very important when it comes to, you know, doing these scenes where I'm, I'm head over heels for my soul. And and I think that that really is the key, just how present he is. And I, I just, I love that. And, you know, obviously having someone, you know, an actor opposite you that, that you trust and, and can give you so much to work off of is, is very important as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And part of acting is reacting. And when you have a scene partner who is into it with you equally and kind of has the vibe going, I think that also has to be good for you, right? Because then at that point, it's not a one-sided thing. And I agree with you. The character that you play, Mikey, is definitely present. Uh, he has no fear regardless of the circumstance or the situation, right? He says what's on his mind. Um, I mean, he's a little goofy, obviously, but that's okay. Uh, people like that. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Uh, and I'm considerably older than you, and I I'm 46. And I have to say, I remember when I was in high school, I had classmates like Mikey. So I think everybody has <laughs> a Mikey in their life, right, at some point. So uh, hilarious, my friend. Absolutely hilarious. I I hats off Thank to you. Yeah, well, hopefully we get another uh, another back six or seven or whatever the plan is. Uh, I know that people just love the show. And my audience, when I told them uh, that you were coming on, the response was just absolutely uh, fantastic. Now, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit about you and growing up. You... Your family was in the business, right? Your your mother, if I understand correctly, and if I'm wrong, please let me know. Uh, she was an actress, actor, and your father was in photography, director of photography. So you both had you both had both parents who were sort of in this world. Because of that, is that what drew you to want to become an actor? Did they have any influence on that, or were you just headed in a different trajectory and then decided this is something that you wanted to take a try at? I think you know being around that, you know. Had definitely, definitely played an influence on me. Um, you know, my, during the time that I was, you know, growing up and decided to do this, my mother was a she was a theater actress, so it's it's a lot different from film and TV. But just being around the theater, you know, I came across you know a lot of my mom's friends who uh, were filmmakers and wanted to get me in their short films and, and indie films as a kid. Uh, and I'm talking very, very young, you know, about the age of like four or five, maybe even younger. And I was going ahead and acting in their short films and then being around the set and, you know, being on these short films, I really took a liking for it. And uh, I love the way movies were being made. And, uh, you know, I think that that comes from, from my dad, just the whole production aspect of it all is, um, is something that really fascinates me. 
but yeah, that, that definitely played a big, big influence. You know, once I got into these short films and stuff, I realized I, I loved it and I wanted to pursue it. So I think it was a, I think it was actually a new journey for all of us, for the whole family, because they, they didn't, they weren't really that familiar with, with, you know, these audition process and you know being an being an actor in film and tv so it's kind of like we all we all kind of took this this journey together yeah that is fantastic and you know to have family members too which i think is cool that are in the business although they might not know a whole lot about what you're doing or aren't familiar with the process i would think it's great so they have some sort of understanding right as far as kind of what the experiences are like, especially when you go out an audition or you go up for a role and you might not get it because there are a hundred other people like yourself going for the same role. So there's those challenges, right? And and there's the wins and there's the losses. And it sounds like you are very mature and you kind of just handle all of that quite well. Now, most of us are familiar with you. You've got uh, Mr. Iglesias, but in 2013 is kind of where the world got introduced to you, so to speak because you were in World War Z. You starred opposite of Brad Pitt, and that was a huge thing for you. And then you've done some other television, uh, Welcome to the Family, The Night Shift, Wisdom of the Crowd, just a whole bunch of other things. Do you have a preference for doing major films or television? Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a... Do you lean towards more one or the other, or you just like to perform and, and you'll take the opportunities as they come along? You know, I really, I really do think it is kind of what fit into how I am in life at the moment and and really just what it is that I'm passionate about uh, as far as characters go and you know it just has to be something that inspires me like like right now I'm really happy with, with Iglesias and uh, being there is, is, is very fulfilling you know it's, it's like I'm kind of surrounded by by family you know my castmates and stuff and I love that it's kind of like a like 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 that's the home base I love film as well I I, I really can't choose it just really depends on the character and the vibe of the set and you know what we're gonna what we're gonna bring to the world what message it holds it, it um yeah because I mean the messages can be be anywhere in tv or film it, it doesn't matter as long as you know if it's something i i really vibe with because i mean i do the same i do the same thing whether it be tv or film i'm really just i'm bringing the same thing uh, other than maybe like logistical things like schedule and stuff you know i think schedules from film and tv are a little different but at the end of the day uh, I'm doing the I'm doing the same the same job. That's fantastic. And you've also dipped your toes into a little bit of writing and a little bit of directing as well. How has that experience been for you? Kind of doing the independent side of things is is the experience the same, or do you find different challenges? When you are doing maybe not necessarily a you know major motion picture thing or a major television thing, are, are there any differences for you, or is it all pretty much the same? I I think it's I think it's very different uh, being behind the camera. I think I think there's similarities in the journey, but uh, as far as everything goes, I mean I've done everything all my independent stuff. I've, I've done pretty much on my own. You know I've, I've kind of been responsible for assembling everything, writing and directing, and you know even acting in some cases. Uh, but it's something I'm, I'm, I'm fairly new to and, and I've taken on lightly, but it's something I'm, again, I'm very passionate about and I, and I love, but yeah, it is, it is very different. And I think, uh, uh, you know, being on the set where just everything is there for you and everything is done, you're only there to, you know, be, be an actor is very different from 
having to write and direct, assemble a whole group of people to, to get your vision done, you know, as a team and kind of lead this team is it, it's, it's a really different experience. Who are some of your influences when it comes to actors or directors, people that either you look up to or perhaps maybe inspire you to choose a certain method or a certain choice as an actor? Uh, you know, I really, I really, as a filmmaker, I love uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. Um, I love Guillermo del Toro and uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, they are, they are some of my top three. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with the way Guillermo del Toro writes. Um, the way Alfonso shoots his films is, you know, I've always been really attracted to that. But, you know, they really move me. And I love the talent that they choose for their films as well. Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna are, are, are people I, I look up to as well. Um, yeah, those are those are just some of my some of my slight inspiration. I mean, the list is so, so long. I'm, I'm a lover of film and, and uh, I could I could go on and on about this if we're, if we're being honest. Um, but those are those are that's where I find myself gravitating towards the most. You know, I, if any any other trailers come out right now, that's the first thing I'm going to go and watch. So then definitely. Fantastic, my friend. Well, it sounds like you're just well versed and you have a wide variety of interests. And I like that about actors who don't necessarily, I don't know, the best way to describe it is pigeonhole themselves, if that makes sense. And you're open yeah. to taking risks as an actor and you are not afraid to try something new, right? Uh, because I think that's what grows us as people, would you say, as far as like just trying new experiences and that sort of thing. Now, you got started at this at a very young age and you've had a lot of experience. You've had a lot of success. But I like to talk to actors, too, about just maybe some of those experiences that weren't so positive, whether you auditioned for a role and didn't get it, or perhaps maybe you did something and it didn't turn out the way that you expected. You don't have to define anything specific, uh, you know, in the sense of a name. <laughs> but uh, how does Fabrizio deal with failure when it comes to Maybe let's say you go out and audition and you don't get something. How do you take that and turn it into something positive to drive you to continue on and move to the next project, if, if that makes any sense? Yeah. So, you know, first off, I love the fact that you're bringing this up because I don't think I don't think anyone's really, you know, accomplished any goals without without any failures. I think that's a huge part of the process and some of them some of them hurt you know you have there's a you know it's a industry that that has a lot of rejections you know i think i've just i've learned to kind of kind of just get i don't know at one point i want to say accustomed to the rejection but but it's like you know you just kind of get used to the idea sure. of you can't miss what you you can't miss what you what you don't have and uh you start to realize that what's for you is kind of at least for me what's for me is there for a reason and and you know i look back on some of the things that i didn't get and i realize why i didn't get them and and i just feel like everything just kind of falls into place the way it should um i don't i don't think there's necessarily i'll never define anything as good bad i think it just just is and i know that sounds very vague but you know i think sometimes it's like i'm i'm not religious or anything but it's like the only thing i can think of it's like some things are a blessing in disguise um, no no that makes perfect sense absolutely that's yeah. That's 100%. And Tim Gunn, uh, he says this a lot, that if you chase something too hard, it will often elude you. And I think that's true 
with anything in life, but especially when it comes to acting in the arts, because it is so full of rejection, right? Like, and when I say that, I mean, it's like going to a job interview, but uh, sometimes you may not ever hear if you've got the job, right? Like you go in and you audition four or five times, and then you might not ever hear anything. But I've also heard it said that you didn't book the job, but you booked the room or you booked the casting director, right? If he or she calls you back multiple times, that's a good thing, right? Because they're trying to find something that's a fit for you and uh and and i think that's i appreciate your honesty my friend like i really like that and i like to ask those questions because you know we can sit here and we can talk about you know so many positive things and and that's what i think makes me different is i I like to talk about that but i also want to give my listener the opportunity to hear a different side and go oh you know what he does struggle with failure or he does struggle with rejection and it's it's it just is what it is i mean that's life right (laughs) if we didn't have that it would be pretty boring would you say and uh we would get absolutely nowhere. Kind of looking back on your life and all of your experiences and some of the things that you've learned, if you could go back and tell the younger version of yourself anything about what you've learned in the present, what would that be? Like if you could tell a younger Fabrizio, hey, do this or don't do this. Is there anything that comes to mind that you could tell your younger self to kind of help direct him in a different way? If you, if you understand if, the, if that question makes sense. That that uh that makes sense. I think, and then I think this is tied to you know what we're talking about. It really is, you know. I think what really keeps you sane, stable, or balanced in in this industry. One thing I've learned is, you know, there's a difference between having a life and and having a career life. You know, there's two different things. And I think when you get caught up in tying your worth and your value to your career life is is when a lot of the destruction can happen, you know, in your in your own life. So it's just knowing that and knowing that there's fulfillment in so many other areas of your life and it's all and it's all about balance. One thing that pops up at me and, and I think this is a very important moment for me and I just I feel like I reached some kind of realization that I think helped me mature in that moment was actually uh when I went to the chemistry read for Mr. Iglesias. And for those who don't know what a chemistry read is is you go through the audition, you get a call back, which you go in for a second time, read for maybe writers, producers, uh, directors. And then the third time around, you know, you go in and you read opposite who you'd be acting with. So I go in and, and I'm doing a scene with Gabe. You know, this is before I got the role. This is during the audition process. Oh, and I do the scene with Gabe. I step out of the, before I step out of the room, you know, our casting director, Sandy Logan, goes, hey, do you guys want to do anything else? Gabe goes, no, I'm good. Gabe looks at me and he goes, do you want to do, do anything else? And I go, no, I'm good. And he goes, oh wow, you're a confident one. And I said, yeah. And I stepped out of the room, and I immediately, I'm on, I'm on the, you know, I'm walking off a lot, and I'm thinking in, in my head, like, oh my god, what do, what did he mean by that? Did he mean that <laughs> oh wow, oh, yeah. You know that I was, that I was bad, that you know, that, that I don't know what he meant by that. So I'm walking off the lot. I'm, I'm thinking you're gonna walk back inside that room. You're gonna walk back inside that room. The time I made up my mind, I was already off the lot. Security wasn't gonna let me in. Uh, but you know, I was determined to go back in there and try to do it again because I got it in my head so much, and I just said, Fab, take a moment before you walk to your car and just sit down I sat down outside of DBS Radisford on this like patch of grass and uh, I, just, I was beating myself up over the fact that I didn't think I did a good job that day and it finally occurred to me you know like hey instead of you beating yourself up about not doing a good job why don't you realize that you just acted across one of your heroes someone that you respect so much who's super talented and just let that in 
if anything, enjoy that in your day. And it instantly just became the best day ever. And, and, you know, I was really happy that I could get a chance to act with Gabe. Uh, and then two days later, I got a call and I had done the role. And they were like, hey, they don't even want to bring you in the test. It's yours. You, you got the role. And at that point, I was just, you know, I was over the moon. That's a very cool story. And I can imagine if somebody like that said something to me, I, I would drive me crazy, man. I would be like, what does that mean? Or wow, how, how am I supposed to take that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big thing, but hats off to you. It sounds like um, it paid off and uh, you're hilarious. I love you, man. Your your show is just one of the best on television. And uh, I absolutely. And I wish there were more like it. One last question uh, as we wrap up here, sir, is how does Fabrizio define success? What does success mean to you? Maybe not as an actor, but just as a human being, as a part of society, as somebody who is taking up a place around the planet, how do you define your success? You know, I think there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I, these days I'm very focused on what I can do on, on this earth. I can impact some of the people closest to me or people that I may not even be close to. And uh, I think it's just being, you know, a good human being to other human beings and, and being caring and, you know, you know, realizing, kind of seeing beyond by these kind of barriers and, and stuff that, us, us as a society are kind of put up and just kind of being able to connect with people at a you know human level and just spreading love and, and patience as well. I think a lot of people need patience and being able to be patient with people and show that you care. You know, I think that for me is success, being able to, uh, you know, leave a better world than it was when you got here. I love it. That is fantastic. Well, Mr. Iglesias is on Netflix right now streaming. And of course, if you haven't seen World War Z, you have to see that. That's one of the best movies ever, in my opinion. Uh, That was a lot of fun for you, I'm quite sure. If people want to connect with you or just learn more about you, uh, what are your socials and how can they do that? Yeah, so on uh, on Twitter, it's my name. It's it's Fabrizio Guido 1. And then on, on Instagram, I'm just Fabrizio Guido. Awesome. So there was obviously a Fabrizio Guido, uh, another one before you, (laughs) which is kind of funny, but, uh, we will definitely connect with you. And, uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today, sir. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was great fun. Thank you for having me. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by Cheap Seat Entertainment.